was so lonely for their mothers you cannot even know, but nothing is going to touch them while they are in here with me. Then a man, early forties, gray crew cut, blank scrunched up face, peeks his head inside and stares until I look away. He's in dark blue, shirt and trousers, with a gun and a black holster on his right hip. You are new, he says in rapid-fire French. New people sign in before they do anything else. What his gun does is take away my ability to use French. I follow him to an office at the start of the hall, where a small black-and-white television sits on a desk, playing a loop from surveillance cameras. There's the sidewalk outside and the bare poplar tree and the knees and shins of Parisians walking by. Visa number, full name and place of residence, He's got a green poster of the Paris metro system taped on his wall. I've taught classes in one language or another for almost a decade, but I'm jangly today. It has something to do with the locks and the surprise of that. But it's not the physical quality of being trapped, exactly, or the lack of sunlight. It's that the locks are making me feel lonelier than I ever remember. People are living out their days inside here. So I call this man Truffaut in my mind, after the French movie director who made the new wave film, The Four Hundred Blows. It helps to think I have a secret on him. Location of employment? I've studied French for years. Sometimes I'm lucky and dream in it. But I have to wait for my French to come back to me. My heart is beating fast, leaving in quick ascending scales and then coming back, who is this man? It's the locks on the door again, the idea that no one in here can get out. And I always like to get out, to know the exits. All I manage is the Academy of France. I'm a poetry professor there. These vowels are warm in my mouth and pleasing. Truffaut laughs. La poésie? He licks his lips and scratches under his nose. How does poetry have anything to do with this place? Everything, I want to say. My plan, though uncooked, is to teach the girls poetry. I know this sounds a little ridiculous. We're in a locked asylum center in the middle of Paris, and what the girls probably need most is a really good lawyer. But poetry is concise. It can hold enormous amounts of emotion. My friend Rajiv is the one who asked me to come here. He's an advisor to the center and married to my best friend, Sarah. Rajiv told me the girls' hearings would rest on wildly compelling condensed versions of how each girl ended up in France and why they can't go back to their home countries. So they need poetry. But I don't say a word of this to Truffaut. I've been in Paris almost five months, long enough to learn the part of the American jeune fille even if at thirty I'm a little old for it. I smile, and he takes my passport and job contract and holds the USA stamp close to his face. Willow Pears, poetry professor at the Academy of France. I suppose we should be lucky to have you here. There's no good way to answer this. I'm not going to admit anything about the poetry. I'm afraid he'll make me leave if he finds out I'm not trained in literacy or something else more helpful. 
I followed my older brother Luke to France. I would follow him anywhere. He is my lifeline. Applied for every single teaching job I could find in Paris and was so damn lucky to get the one at the academy. Truffaut slaps my passport down on the desk, which is steel, three drawers to a side with black plastic pull handles. The sound is the thwap of a fly swatter. It's been nine minutes on the industrial clock above Truffaut's door, but time crawls. He finally hands the passport back and points me down the hall to Sophie's office. By now, I'm one of those little children who used to come here every day for école primaire. Truffaut has shamed me. For what, I don't know. But it's not surprising, this feeling of somehow not giving him what he wants, of not performing correctly. The French enunciate the final syllable of the word stupid, so it becomes stupide.